0: Welcome to the Bear Fiction Magazine podcast. I'm Robert Harper, editor of the magazine. More poetry this week with a reading from our first ever live event for the magazine, this time by Matthew Broomfield. Matthew is a poet from the West Midlands in the UK and currently living in Oxford and studying for a BA in English Language and Literature. He was a foil Young Poet of the Year and has written for the NYT, the National Poetry Society, the London School of Liberal Arts, left foot forward and in the Independent on Sunday. He is the co-editor of The Isis, a long-standing independent magazine established at Oxford University in 1892, as well as being the current vice president of the Oxford University Poetry Society. This recording was made on December the 19th, 2013, at the Shrewsbury Coffee House during the launch of our first ever issue of the magazine. And you'll hear four of Matthew's poems in all, two of which are printed in the magazine, which you can of course purchase from barefictionmagazine.co.uk in print or digital formats. There are some explicit words, so do bear that in mind. This is Matthew Broomfield.
1: So yeah, um, the first piece I'll read uh, isn't in the magazine. It's something I wrote quite recently um, when I was watching... uh... Nelson Mandela's funeral on t- on TV or I was watching kind of the House of Commons had a day of tributes to Nelson Mandela which was sort of, they repeated the same things quite a lot and kind of I'm probably not the first person to say it but like I'm quite uncomfortable with the whole kind of hagiography of the dead and the way that he was kind of used to further their own agenda. Everyone saying well you know you know like my mum's like stepson's milkman one time met Nelson Mandela and because of this I feel that I really developed my own like sense of social justice or whatever so... I didn't really like that, so um, I wrote a poem about that, and it's called um, "Rusten Vreda, which is uh, the Afrikaans for rest in peace. So this is uh, Rustin Vreda. A thin white man in thin dark shoes walks stiffly to the stand. His footsteps punctuate the quiet, each breath an ampersand. He shook a hand that shook the hand and was forever moved. A grasp of hands that grasped the hands that left his fingers bruised. His comments drift across the stage and into no man's land. He knew a man who knew a man who shook him by the hand. Between interlocking fingers, rich milk and honey oozed. The thin man learned of peace from that stiff handshake once removed. He is confident the dead man will always rest in peace. Peace deep and everlasting till the thin man grows obese. He will rest in peace forever, the thin man glibly farts. Eternal rest until the day election season starts. Peace is kept throughout the country by angels and police. Peace unbroken till the thin man requires a press release. They linger yet, the peaceful dead, not suffer to depart, without recourse to iron lung or artificial heart. The voodoo of the PR man makes zombies of the dead. His flip chart is a Ouija board, his cock's blood pencil lead. Brimstone like ash dissolves beneath the intern's ballpoint pen. The dead reborn to lend their voice in aid of living men. Permanent marker pentangles, sketched in Venetian red, necromanical power points for board department heads. We only suffer them to rest until their last our men, then they are dragged from fresh turned earth and put to work again. The thin man sinks into his chair, his trousers neatly creased. He made a saint of mortal man and meat of the deceased. May your hollow jaw keep flapping, joints grinding without grease. May your grave be ever shallow, you bastard. Rust in Peace. Um, Yeah, so I'll read um, a couple of my pieces from the magazine now. So yeah, this first one I wrote um, over the summer, um, well, kind of before the summer, during kind of the end of the uh, Arab Spring revolutions, and um, just kind of thinking about that idea of what it takes to push, like, a people or a nation over the edge. And um, I just read uh, The Plague by Camus, and there's this bit in that where um, there's kind of a, trains are carrying the plague victims out of town, and the people are forbidden from going near them or touching them, they're carrying the bodies out to be burnt. But the people like, creep up into the mountains and throw flowers down onto the trains, which I thought was a really powerful image. Like the whole book is kind of meant to be about um, the resistance in uh, wartime France under Nazi Germany. So the image was kind of relevant to the idea of people rising up against uh, their dictators. So this is a poem called Bloom. Dandelions disperse seeds upon currents of air. The plague is borne by rats in their gut, skin, and hair. Pustules swiftly blossom on the victims they consume. It takes the desert rose many years to come to bloom. Symptoms include weakness and blood in the phlegm. Gladioli bloom yearly from a thick, woody stem. Plague often festers in the uterus or womb. It takes the desert rose many years to come to bloom. The plague is bad for commerce, investment, and trade. Azaleas grow in sunlight, dappled with shade. Grave robbers grow fat off the riches they exhume. It takes the desert rose, many years to come to bloom. Rhododendrons are praised for their heavenly scent, as the stench of moratoria slowly ferments. People wait for vaccines, whilst kings place wreaths on tombs. It takes the desert rose, many years to come to bloom. A flower without water will wither and die. People without water will not stand idly by rage slowly blossoms in the hospital waiting room after many years the desert rose will come to bloom and this is uh, is another one of my pieces from uh, from the magazine it's called Matthew 25 40 which is verse in the bible where Jesus says whatever you did for the least of these my brothers and sisters you did for me and uh, yeah I think that's like it's a thing it's quite easy to think about in practice be like oh yeah well we should love all the poor people like we should really really look after them and but then kind of, obviously it applies not only to people that you know you naturally feel sorry for but you know people that you might react more strongly against again you know sort of criminals or pedophiles or rapists or murderers or whatever you know sort of people that we don't naturally have those things of sympathy towards i think it's actually quite a challenging thing which is often said in quite a glib manner so um, this is a poem called Matthew 25:40 see christ choking on random hunger belly swollen like ripening fruit See Christ soiling himself before the firing squad, pleading with them to shoot. Christ bulimic, racist, Christ insane, slapped pregnant to the kitchen floor. Raped and rapist, killer and corpse. Christ the cultist, occultist and whore. Christ choked by cancer, Christ named nigger, AIDS riddled, his pain absurd. Christ the man beating Christ the child, as his sobs in the night go unheard. See Christ crucified daily amongst us, the mad Christ, utterly undone. See, Christ raised the apple to his hungry lips and find it is a gun. Uh, yeah, so I'll just, read, I'll just read one more, which is um, quite a simple poem. I wrote it, um, I'm kind of thinking, i about to think about memory and what it would be like, imagining what it would be like to be old, imagining what it would be like to be young, if you know what I mean. And um, it's called Like a Shadow of Cloud. Like a Shadow of Cloud, passing over the fields, like a memory of hares running over the grass, like the echo of hooves wild in the meadow, like the ghost of a leaf on a frost-bitten branch, like the murmur of grass straining under the frost, like the dreams of a fox hunger-mad in his den, like the prayer of a seed in its kernel-tight core, like the whisper of wind in a dragonfly's flight, like the rumor of sun on a robin's red breast, like a shadow of cloud, passing over the fields, like a memory of hares running over the grass. Cool. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you for listening to this edition of the Bear Fiction Magazine podcast, recorded on July 17th, 2014. Next week, it's the turn of poet Adam Horowitz, who is the judge of the forthcoming Poetry Award in our inaugural Bear Fiction Prize. You can subscribe to this free podcast in the iTunes Store via the Stitcher, Radio On Demand apps, and on SoundCloud. You can also follow us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Google+, all by searching for Bear Fiction. Work from Bear Fiction magazine can also be found on our website, barefictionmagazine.co.uk where print, digital copies and subscriptions are available to purchase of course The music for this podcast was Sidewalk Shade by Kevin MacLeod and is provided under a Creative Commons licence I'm Robert Harper, editor of the magazine and you've been listening to the Bear Fiction Podcast